I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time for the Juneteenth edition of Church Information and Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., a soldier, a civil civil rights war horse, battle horse, who's been fighting for human rights, social justice, and civil rights for over 40 years. The number here at KNON 89.3 FM KNON is 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. You can call and talk to the Reverend Marion Barnett. And now, let's go to our host, Reverend Barnett. How you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, Leo? I'm doing great because I get to talk to the Reverend Marion Barnett on Saturday yeah. mornings. Oh, yes. There's so much going on. This is the Juneteenth weekend. And, and but it's still, we got some problems, some vicious problems there in, take, there in Marion County, Florida. Uh, this young lady, A.J. Owens, was murdered standing outside her neighbor's door. The door was shut and everything. And this woman, 58-year-old white woman, had had thrown and hit her kids with roller skates. They had been bickering about with those kids over over that for a long time, according to the news. But they ran home and told their mother what she had done, and she came across the street and knocked on the door. And this white woman just shoots through the door. She didn't open it. She just shoot through the door and kill this black woman. Now, the question again, when will this stop? Just the uh, idea of someone killing another human being just over nothing. These things are happening and they're happening every day and they are, we do not get all the reports on these killings where white people have now just started killing black people daily, like flies. So, Leon, where do you think it's going to stop? Well, you know, Reverend Barnett, we're still uh, locally transfixed, as you could say, by what happened in Atlanta, Texas. We haven't heard anything about those three little girls that were thrown in that pond and, uh, uh-huh. you know, um, what happened with that? Who, who, where's the investigation? Um, this is, this is more heinous than what happened in Florida. And at least Florida got public, uh, outcry because it was put on the news. But, mm-hmm. uh, three little girls get thrown in a pond and, you know, nobody's acts like they care except for, of course, the voice of the people. So, 
you know, I'm, yeah. I'm still outraged by that. Uh, I talked to some people from Atlanta, and they were talking about how bad it is. And uh, from what I can get is that people in Atlanta are just lethargically apathetic. They are just basically passive uh, when, it, when it's kind of things like this. Uh, they're, they're just, it's just some things that the outside has to start, you know, uh, you know, agitating about these situations. It's got to be done from the outside. And uh, that's what the people I talk with believe. It'll have to come from the outside, real agitation, to get that thing settled in Atlanta. Three young girls drowned. Three. And you hear nothing about I, this. Should have been a national, a national story. Uh-huh. I, so they, 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 they crushed the media, media, and the media is not doing its job. You know they're not going to do it well here in Dallas. They're not going to do it. They just let things slide by. They give. Uh, we have one black reporter that they always show out there getting an interview with something about a case, but they haven't even put him on this down in Atlanta. Why don't they send him down to Atlanta? All of them have blacks that are reporters that they can send down there to get to the bottom of what's going on down there. So, I don't know. You just have to agitate from the outside. Well, you know, Reverend Barnett, you would think that uh, the federal authorities would undertake an independent investigation since they don't have any ties directly to that uh, particular town. And it kind of reminds you of what had to happen in uh, Mississippi burning when the feds had to come in and they had to, uh, you know, try to clean things up because the local law enforcement we're actually in cahoots with uh, yeah. with the murderers, with the criminals, and uh, it doesn't make any difference if the person was, if the murderer was black or white or Latino or Asian or whatever. Whoever that person is, they need to be off the streets because. But here's the problem with that: we are tied to them. Wherever we are on earth, we are tied to all the rest of the black people on earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it happened in Atlanta, Texas, it'll happen in Atlanta, Georgia. Exactly. It'll happen anywhere. We are tired. Mm-hmm. See, that used to be a time where they would use the excuse in Dallas about they did not want Martin Luther King Jr. in Dallas because he's an outsider. How in the world he's going to be an outsider? And the same thing happening down in Alabama and Mississippi and Georgia and everywhere else was happening in Dallas. How can you be an outsider to something when the same thing is happening to you? And these are the things that I, that's going on now. So they try to play this game by, well, you know, having the ties. Anywhere black people are, we have ties. We are. Mm-hmm. 
uh, ought to be outraged here in Dallas. Everywhere. Until we get a joint united thought as a people, until we get this, we'll never be free. Exactly. We're going to celebrate Juneteenth. But now, uh, are we really free? Are we free? I know the Emancipation Proclamation was supposed to free us, but you have to understand, those 11 states was in rebellion and had succeeded from the United States. So did that law really have an effect on these, those 11 Confederate states? See, we have to understand a whole lot of things, whether they did or not. We are still united all over this world. Until we see ourselves in this manner, we'll never get anywhere. Never. So this is a terrible situation. Terrible. Young lady gets shot down just because she knocked on the lady's door. And the white woman came out and she didn't open. She knew who was out there. And she should have called the police if she felt uh, that the lady was going to threaten her. The police was tied in with this woman. They didn't, she wasn't arrested. Not initially, no. Until sometime, some days later, Mm -hmm. they arrested her. She was not arrested there. See, this this is the kind of foolishness that's going on in this country. And we say nothing, hardly anything about it. Crump was there. Attorney Crump was there, and he, I heard him talking the other day. But still, we have to put pressure in these little towns and these out in these county areas and everything else. Pressure's going to have to come from everywhere, from every direction. We cannot allow it to just continue to manifest itself against us. Uh, as individuals, they are them. We talk about them. Who less us? <laughs> That's, That's right. all of them. That's the same thing that happened to them. Will happen to us eventually. Mm-hmm. We better not, wake up. Right. If it's not if it's not dealt with uh, appropriately, uh, it'll spread just like a cancer. Well, it's it's done that. <laughs> it, it's covering the whole body. It's covering the whole body. They, they, and and then they know how to come up with slogans and different things like that to get away with this man. Mm-hmm. They call it stand your ground. Right. This is ridiculous, man. This is ridiculous. They call it woke. It's a terrible situation, <laughs> and we we usually will start fighting once we're our backs are against the wall. Well, our backs are going through the wall now. And this time for us to have been swinging a long time ago. You call it critical right race back. theory. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, they, they, this is why, Leon, they don't want these things taught. They don't want the world to uh, read about them, how vicious and how savage, the savagery they, they, they've done worldwide for centuries. They don't want that taught. They still want this pristine uh, type of uh, background and 
which is nothing but a bunch of lies, mm-hmm. until we stand up, until we got to put together some plan to deal with African Americans that's been killed. We got to do it. Others are talking about organizations. Yes, you can get them. We can be, we can come together to do certain things. Well, let, let's come together on on stay in staying alive. <laughs> right. Can't, you can't come together and talk about business if you did. Right. We need to talk about first staying alive and stop the bitter bigotry and hatred and ignorance that's going on in this country. Right. We got to. We have got to. Yes. And the number that they want to join us. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Remember 972-647-1893. Uh, I yeah. wanted to make a couple of small announcements before we get to the callers, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Um, I'm still looking for African-American students with a B average. Uh, so far, uh-huh. I've gotten about five and Four of those are out of state. Uh, so um, I'm taking a real hard look at this, and we're going to have to discuss this in depth down the, down the road. Uh, but again, I want to make it clear that, <clears throat> for an example, if a student was good enough to go to, to get accepted to Stanford or to Harvard, would that student mm-hmm. say, no, I don't want to go to Palo Alto. No, I don't want to go to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Well, probably not. But since you don't have, or since most students don't have the, they're not in the top 1%, that's what they accept. And someone offers you a free scholarship to a, a highly rated uh, smaller college. And you say, no, I don't want to go because uh, it's out of state and but I'd rather go to a school in state and then pay. That's not college level intellect. You know, you gotta consider this thing logically and rationally. So, having said that, the opportunity is still available and uh, uh, the number, uh, let me get that number out, is still the same, if I can get it out here. Uh, so, uh, Come on, phone. These phones do what they want to do when they want to. Let me get this number here. Um, let's see. Okay, here it is. The number is 972-808-6932. That's one of my numbers. 972-808-6932. Uh, if you have an African-American scene with a B average, because what we're trying to... Uh, Develop is more doctors, MDs. We'll develop more lawyers, uh, more engineers. We have an engineering component, and so this is what we're trying to develop. But you have to have to be able to do the work from a certain starting point. So you have to have a B. Okay. Now the second. Well, I'm sorry. Well. Uh, I tell you what, start making this announcement in the 8 o'clock hour. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't want to use the excuse on me. I was asleep at that time. Okay. <laughs> because to get a free education, to get a free education to an institute that's giving you money to come there, that means they want you as a student. Right. And when you come there, more likely you will be treated well. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine, as I see these people so happy that their children have finished high school, and that's wonderful. Because a lot of people had to go through a lot of things to get these children through school, those 12 years. But if they, you've got an opportunity to go to college for free, this is something, this is ridiculous. <laughs> that we, you say you've only gotten five calls? I've only gotten about five calls, and... All of them have these different. We can't. We want this, this, and this, and this. And I said, Well, no. It's structured to go to that school. And they said, Well, no, I don't want to do. It. I want to do this and the other. So, but Pierre is saying we need to go to a break, Ram Barnett. So we're gonna be right back after this short All break. Right. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, flip, can I kick it right Here we go. And we're back. This is KNON 89.3 FM on your radio dial and KNON.org if you're trying to stream it and you hit the listen now button and we're returning to church information and open forum with Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Okay, Reverend Barnett. Uh, All right. Where do you want to go from here? Well, check it out. Are there calls on there now? Yeah. Uh, good morning, uh, Reverend Barnett. We have a uh, Sojourner on line four. Sojourner? Yes. All right. Let's, let's bring uh, Sojourner on. All right. Good He's on. Good morning, Sojourner. Good morning. Uh, this is uh, the topic that I've been dwelling with and what everything has been said this morning falls in line, even with the the uh, Mr. Leon trying to find high school students to take to go to college free. Uh, I'm seeing and I'm concerned with the personal responsibility of our people to deal with situations. That's a personal responsibility of parents to Mr. Leon saying, I have free money to go to college. Mm-hmm. That's, a yeah. person, that's a responsibility of a parent to be able right. to understand this is a free ride to go to college. There used to be, from years back, a commercial that used to say, it's 12 o'clock midnight. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> yep. I and I say this, I say this because this is so, this is a personal responsibility for us black people. Do we know where our children are? They had an incident in Mesquite and it made the news. And I know that I'm not just talking about our people, but, but people in general. This is the time we're living in. Kids went into a store in Mesquite, black kids told the store mm-hmm. because the, the the clerk would not sell them tobacco. And they were able to go into that store. Those were high schoolers, 15 years old, 
They had two adults. One was 19 and one was 21. Went into that store and had the audacity to tear the store up because the person would sell them a tobacco, tobacco product which they weren't illegally able to buy. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at this thing with this personal responsibility. These kids, there are so many black children that are being abducted. They don't talk about, like you're saying, they don't talk about this. But these kids are being abducted. Where are the parents that these kids can just roam the streets like this? Where are the parents? Well, I tell you, I tell you what, when Leon told me about this first time, put it on the air, I was so happy I didn't know what to do. Here, children are going to get a free ride to college, and it was for, what, four years or what else? Mm-hmm. A free ride. And then, but he came back the next next week and called my fellows to fall, and he said he didn't get any call for a free education. And people will, don't don't want to take advantage of this because it may be in another state. That doesn't mean anything. Let them go up there and go to school. Get a, get an education. Right. For free. This is ridiculous. Now, I'll be honest about it. I don't know it's- what's wrong. That's why, Leon, again, let me tell you, you're going to have to announce this in the 8 o'clock hour, okay? I got you. And this, because this is utterly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you I've got yeah. five calls. You said I got 500 calls. <laughs> That's what I would expect it. Again, a free education, whether it's whether wherever it is, it's an education. I'm sure that school, those schools are accredited schools. Oh, it is. So the education that they are going to get is as good as going to any other school, wherever it is. If it's yeah. University of Texas or it's LSU or it's it's Grambling. Or it's perfect. Those are accredited schools, so the education that the child will be getting will be top. It will be top rate. Well, it let will me... allow them to get out into the world and be productive. But again, mm-hmm. I ask the question: Where are? Do you know where your children are? Mm, that, and that's apparently, important. we are not doing our job on that. Thank you. Well, something's wrong because they, when that first started, that they would say that at ten o'clock, mm-hmm. right? The ten, right before the ten o'clock news would come on, mm-hmm. it asked the question: Do you know where your children are? I wonder. I'm wondering now. What in the world is going on? What's going on? Because this will affect the children's life for the rest of their life if they go to school and get them a college degree. That would affect their lives. Oh, yes, it would affect today. It would it would dictate how well they will live here on Earth. That's so right. people, come on. Wake up, get up. Uh, Leon, are you giving out the, have you given out the number this morning? Yes, uh, I'll do it again. Do it. Give it out right now. Give it out right now. Um, the phone goes off. <laughs> Yo, your phone goes. No, it goes. It goes black. It's nine seven two eight zero eight six nine three two nine seven two eight zero eight six nine three two. All right. Yeah. 
and we'll be announced in the 8 o'clock hour because I want to see our children advance Mm -hmm. faster and faster. And the only way they're going to do it, they're going to have to educate themselves. Exactly. And get the truth. You get that other education, the real education at home, but that degree, whether whether you're educated or not, say you're educated, Mm -hmm. and we give you an upper hand on reaching your goal. Right. So we've got to do it. And I thank the caller. Very good call. Thank you, sir. Now, Reverend Barnett, you mentioned when we talked earlier that you didn't talk about Trump. Uh, am, are we supposed to, Are you? did you want to revisit that or did you have something in particular well, that you want to talk yeah. about? That's going to be a bunch of mess, <laughs> uh, Trump. And I predict he's going to jail. I think he's going. I think they're going to put him in jail. See, I, and, uh, he might try to take that, did that and, and start a civil war in America. That's what he would really love. He's just that gullible to try to start a civil war in America by, about all his wrongdoing and how people doing the, the big worst crime in the history of this country. No, it's not. He's guilty of everything and even more mm-hmm. than what they charge him. And he knows it. And he has a track record. Yep. As long as your arm, as they say. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can go backwards and you start going back and you find, well, he tried to take over the the government with January 6th and then he tried to tell us to take bleach and then he tried to, you know, it goes on and on and on and, and on yep. and, and, oh, well, you know, Strike 23. Well, and, and he's a racist on top of it. People, black people must understand. He used to wouldn't allow black people in his hotel. Right. In New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that had a, had a state law against discrimination. He yes, would sir. violate that. Right. Oh, yeah. Morning, people wondering why they're getting him so in New York. They, they were after him. They've been after him a long time. This is their opportunity to get him, and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I can't In the Central Park Five, you remember he said the Central Park Five right. had been executed, and come to find out they didn't do it. Well, he took out a full-page uh, uh, story on sending those, uh, those boys to prison. And he said they ought to kill some of them. Oh, he's he's a hardcore. He's a hardcore race. Let's take a call, Reverend Barnett. We got two callers on. Okay. Who do we have? Uh, We have Tony on uh, line three. Tony? Yeah. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? We're doing great. All right. uh, Let me uh, put this in the mix. Um, We just had... uh, a local election went off in Dallas. Mm-hmm. A person won. Correct. Now, let's see if that person calls in every periodically to give us an update. Okay. You know, that, that, that's my, my part. That, that's on local. It's on the state now. Ray Abbott has signed a bill to give it a VIE uh, diversity, whatever it is. Equity and, and inclusion, mm-hmm. DEI. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Sure yeah. has. And we have a presidential race in next year. I see all I have to say this. The Republicans are playing three-dimensional chess. Mm. Democrats playing one-dimensional checkers. Mm. You have not heard about one Democrat sponsor or give uh, uh, an endorsement to the, uh, the brother who's trying to run against Ted Cruz. Right. Mm-hmm. Not one. I'm talking about, I'm talking about local leaders, state leaders. Good point. Not one of them. Jasmine just won a Senate seat. I haven't heard us say anything. Congress. Congress. Mm-hmm. Now, guess what? She's going to be running for next year. It's all two-year terms. Remember, the president's on two-year terms. And my thing is this. All these Democrats running around talking about what Jay Abbey doing. You got people running for elections. And guess what? In the cohesiveness. And it goes back to what the government said earlier. At the end of the day, you're trying to give Court 
is going to take down a certain address. The only reason why they, they didn't counsel that Mississippi case was to, to give us a handout for that because they know they're going to take it from the actions. But like I said, we got all these black politicians, all these black superintendents, we got all these black uh, trustees, and guess what? It don't make a difference. We had more black politicians in the past 40 to the years. And guess what? We had reverted back to the 1960s. Hmm. Or, and they get every right way. And guess what? Everybody happy. Everybody living their life. Now, I'm going to use this. My last statement. The black, upper, and middle class have to abandon the working poor and the poor. Hmm. Period. Okay. The bourgeoisie. Ah. I'll use that. Thank you. Remember that? Yes, I couldn't understand that call. Oh, there were some technical no. problems. Yeah, some technical problems there. Okay. I didn't understand the word you said. Uh-huh. Well, next time you got to speak up because, you know, I, I we could hear him no. here. No, I, I mean, you can hear it. You can handle it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, I don't. We don't. We don't ever want to. We always want your, you know, your insight, your input. So, uh, right. if you can't hear it, just uh, don't hesitate to say, uh, you know, ask him, yeah. you know, just to get get his call. Uh, no, quality. Right. All right. Then. Disturbing. All right. Next is line nine seven two six zero seven one eight nine three. Do we have any calls on the line? Oh yes. Who do we have here? He's uh, trying to get the phones to act right. I see the light blinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't work. All right. Uh, yeah, we, we have a lot of uh, uh, colors, so that's very good. We have uh, Bill in line four. Bill? Yeah. All right. Bring him on. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. How are you this morning? Okay, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Doing good, really. Good to hear that. Yeah. I think what the last, I couldn't understand what the last gentleman was saying. I know every time he comes on, he's got some good insight, good wisdom. Yeah. I didn't understand what he was saying this time. And, but anyway, get to my point. Pastor Barney, you both have said something about free college. They were offering yes. for uh, uh, some young people and whatnot, and yes. didn't get any didn't get any calls on that. Well, Leon, have, we, this was about our third week, if I'm right. Leon, that's been about our third week talking about this, and he's only gotten five calls. Five calls, unbelievable. Uh, you know, I, 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 I think the last caller was trying to make a point about our children just want to be entertainers and, and professional athletes and stuff and you know they need more that way than they do anything else right and that's just, what you, know, you know you know and the uh, the chances of being that are, are, are almost almost slim and none right. you know very few people make it to that level you know mm-hmm. so you have to, you yeah. have to educate yourself and, and, and uh, we as parents you know I, I guess we're failing them you know we're, we're failing to, to stress education and whatnot to our children especially when it's free, mm-hmm. you know, how, yeah. you know, it, 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 educate yourself and then, and then be what you want to be after that. You know, right. if you have the talent, use the talent, yeah. but you have something to fall, 
fall back on. That's what I was always told. And you're right about that. Uh, uh, Channel 8 used to say that every time. 10 o'clock news come on. Where, do you know where your children are? Yeah. Well, see, the thing about it, this has this driven me uh, to anger. I'll be honest about it. I'm angry yeah, because as bad as we need education in our community and somebody give you an opportunity to get a free one that he should have had so many calls that the, that college would tell him to uh, stop it. <laughs> I'm good. No, no more. No more. You yeah. got a free. We're in these outside influences, you know, really and truly, uh, these athletes and whatnot, uh, we're letting these outside influences influence our children more than, than we influence them. Right. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just, it, it's hard, it's a hard battle because they see, they see like a shiny toy, you know, uh, you know, or mm-hmm. something real shiny that they can reach out for and whatnot. Education is not shiny. You know, no. education is hard work, you know, and, and, uh, but we, they need, like Leon, Leon said, uh, it, it starts at home, you know. And and I've seen many, many, heard of many, many people with a one-parent uh, uh, household, and, and their children are taught right and, and, and raised right. And, they, and you know, so I don't want to hear the excuse that, you know, it takes both parents. Now, I've seen too many successful, you know, if you, it takes just one good, hardworking parent that, that stresses education and whatnot to their children. For them to make it, but you know we just just uh, we don't pay enough attention to what what they hear, what they listen to, who they talk to, who their friends are, and whatnot, and we don't pay close enough attention, you know, to that. I guess. Mm-hmm. But let me say this behind what you're saying. You heard it, people, people, people. If you have a young person, it don't have to be your child, but if you know a young person, it could be a relative. Our close friends, child, and everything, they graduated this year. And uh, let them know, give them the number to call to, uh, and get in touch. And so they can get them a free college education. People, do you realize a lot of your colleges now is charging thirty and dollars $40,000, $50,000 a semester. And for you to get that much money free, it, it don't make no sense to pass this. It don't make no sense. Well, I, I I wrote the number down, so I will be passing it on. Okay, please. Sure. Do. That's it. Uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Burnett. Thank All you, right. Leon. All right, we're gonna take All a right. quick break. The music. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, and we'll be right back on Church Information Open Forum. KNON eighty nine point three. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like this? And we're back. When we say short break, we mean a short break. Uh, we've got a caller. Who do we have, Pierre? Yeah, we, we have a concerned citizen on uh, line three. 
Hi, good morning, concerned citizen. Well, Grand Rising, Pastor Barnett, and you too, Leon. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing fine this morning. How are you doing? Oh, I'm black-tastic, black-tastic. Now, listen, I don't want to blow your head off, but uh, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. You know, I often do when we talk about uh, Donald Trump. I'm not a Donald, let me just say this first of all. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, but I just believe in it's time for this country, this country that we live in, to actually pay for the crimes that we have committed, the atrocities that we have committed uh, with mankind. And I just think if we believe in the Bible, where it says what goes up must come down, and this country has really done uh, a work on a lot of other countries. So it's time for us, our uh, chickens, to come on the roof. And I believe that Donald Trump is that that messenger. Uh, he's that passage that's going to actually open the eyes of our people in this community and across the country that that uh, our country is, is, is just not what we think it is. I mean, we're just, we're just not fair. So I don't think he's going to go to jail because I don't think that the country itself is going to allow that to happen. The government is not going to let it happen. So I don't think he's going to make it to jail. But I get, but on another note, Pastor Burnett, I want to try to share something with you that happened to me the other day. I was uh, having lunch with a Darren Reagan. I think you, you remember Darren Reagan, right? Yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, Darren uh, Reagan shared something with me the other day that kind of just, just kind of ruffled my feathers. You know, we... We're getting close to, uh, this is the first real major celebration that we've had with Juneteenth now that they've made it a major holiday. Uh, uh-huh. I've been celebrating it a long time, but uh, Juneteenth now is something that we're kind of celebrating uh, nationally now, and this would be the first uh, year that I know that we all are celebrating it collectively uh, uh, based upon uh, uh, what our, our government is saying. So I have some questions about some of the things that he was saying to me the other day. He kind of put, you know, let me know that he's been trying to put this celebration on for a couple of years. And every time he tries to bring it to the forefront, he gets kicked back. And I just want to know, mm-hmm. do you know any celebrations that's taking place in the uh, uh, DFW? Well, I ain't going to say DFW. I'm going to say in, in Dallas, and you know, in, in 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 the black community that we can all go to collectively here in Dallas and, and be well, supportive of that type not of thing. In, not in Dallas proper. Uh, they are they are having something out in uh, Duncanville. They're they're having a celebration. Uh, uh, I think they're having something out there. Mm-hmm. But here in the city of Dallas. Proper, uh, I know of nothing. This wow. Is, this is the second largest, Oak Cliff is the second largest black community in the state of Texas and having nothing in Oak Cliff. What do you think about that? Excuse me. No, you mean to tell me, I saw in the news where they raised the flag, uh, and I thought those are great things yesterday. So you mean the yeah. city of Dallas, they raised the flag, which is a great thing. But mm-hmm. you mean to tell me there's no celebration? There's no 
nothing major that we all can collectively get together and and uh, uh, and be supportive of just now that we 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 know the truth. We have an opportunity and been acknowledged. We don't have a major event. Well, is 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 what I I was so proud to see that flag go up. Uh, Councilwoman Carolyn Arnold uh, presented the flag, the Juneteenth flag. I was so, but what is that all we're going to do is just raise the flag? That should wow. be some type. Well, you mentioned Darren Reagan. Uh, what 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 did Darren tell you about that? The celebration? Because I know well, that Darren, was, Darren told me he was blocked. He said every time he tries to put it on, this is the second year. He tried to put it on, and he said every time he tried to put it on, they block him down the DISD. He said they won't, they don't, they don't want it to happen. And I kept asking him why. And uh, I think maybe we need to get some of the, uh, uh, maybe we get some of, uh, uh, you could call some of the uh, DISD school board members and just ask them what they know or uh, uh, see if they, they were involved in it. But he, he would tell me, he kept saying that every time he asked to put it on, he got pushed back. And I, I, I wonder about that. I mean, why, why, why was that? Uh, well, now, DISD have the facilities to have something really big and nice. The facilities, the facility is there. It's there. Uh, what facility? And why, why they, are they telling him he can't use it? Caller? I'm here. Uh, he's, he's asking you a question. Uh, well, are they telling the uh, uh Darren, that uh, they can't he can't use the facilities. Right, right, right. He's saying that every time that he tries to come up with a uh, a place that he can he can go and, and uh, inside. I think he said. See, I, I was wondering, did you hear anything other than what I did? Because he was telling me. I think he said Ellis Davis, uh, the field house, because he wanted it to be on the inside. This is, you know, mm -hmm. we don't know about the, the heat and all, and we want to bring a, our elderly out and all. We have a facility, and he was saying mm -hmm. that, you know, every time he bring it up, they would, they would, he would get pushback from it. And I, I wonder about that. Why would, why would they say no to him? Wow. Uh, wow. If I, if wow. I might be able to comment for a second. Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Uh, yeah. I noticed uh, last night that the entire Clyde Warren area was blocked off for a gay pride celebration. Wow. Now, gay pride being in the same month, now I'm, I was in the process of trying to look up how that came, when that came to be, is taking, is distracting people from Juneteenth. And mm -hmm. uh, Juneteenth was first <laughs> because it goes all the way back to 1860-whatever. Right. And, uh, right, yeah. it, it was first. And it, it's a national holiday. But because of Gay Pride Month, uh, it, it pulls some of the attention away from the gravity of what Juneteenth rather means. 
see, uh, gay pride means that you, you know, you're proud to be gay. But Juneteenth means that a people that had been enslaved for hundreds of years finally knew that they were free. And when you put that on the scale of relevance, I would think that that freedom from slaves would be a little have a little more weight. So that's part of what's going on. Don't like to tell it because they're jealous. 
Right. Because uh, some of them say they ain't going to build nothing like that in the black community. I said, no, you're wrong. They'll do it. If we get out there and don't ask for it, but demand it. See, black people are going to have to learn. It's your tax dollars. Right. They're paying for that stuff just like everybody else's. And you can demand certain things for your community. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, how are we doing time well? Uh, we're almost at the top of the hour. And almost Pierre is on the phone with two minutes until eight. Um, let's see what Pierre wants to do. What do you want to do, Pierre? It's two till. Uh, yeah, we, we have uh, Mohammed. We have uh, two minutes left. We have Mohammed on uh, line four, and right after we have uh, uh, Reverend Wright. Okay. I tell, I tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, go to eight o'clock and take these callers after eight o'clock. I hate to take okay. the people on and cut them off in just a few seconds. All right. See, so, on a deal like that, on a deal like that I control it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to put them on and cut them off. They took out the time to call. Let's give them some time. Absolutely. Right. We'll be. Yeah, we'll be right back. Church information in open form. 972-647-1893 is the number. KNON 89.3 on your FM dial. KNON.org if you're trying to stream. And we're back for our final hour of church information and open forum on KNON 89.3 FM, KNON.org. If you're streaming, hit the listen button. Uh, Reverend Barnett, you mentioned, I need to reiterate the offer for African American students who have a B average. Uh, Please, please, yeah. and people wake up, wake up. This is a golden opportunity to get your loved one a college education. Please, people. Please call this number. Please call this number. 972. Something about a child that some some kids making afford it. A good college education. So this is an opportunity to get a free college education. Please call. You're the number, uh, uh, Pierre. Uh, not Pierre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got hey, you. The number. We got you. We got you back, Reverend, Reverend Marnell. We know you're a soldier. Uh, 972-808-6932. 972-808-6932. And I want to make one other comment, note, that we talked about last week they're trying to build this warehouse across from Carter High School and Friendship mm -hmm. West Church and the, the government center and the community does not want it okay so I got information uh, to on who to contact to express uh, the displeasure that the community has about this uh, this project and mm -hmm. uh, Tanelle Atkins uh, is the council person uh, it, it's pretty easy to reach 311 or go to the city website or call the city they can tell you how to reach his office and then Laurie Blair 
Lori Blair is in zoning. Lori Blair, she's in zoning. Now, next week, uh, I'm going to come back with a specific number in case people can't seem to find out how to reach those people. But those are two people who need to be contacted according to what they're telling me uh, from the community uh, advocate's standpoint. Councilman Danelle Atkins and Lori Blair and Zoning. I'm very good. Very good. Very good. That's the way to get on top of it. Thank you. All right. Uh, do we have a caller? Uh, yeah, we have a Mohammed on uh, line four. Okay, bring your caller. All right, Mohammed, he's on. Yes, yes. Uh, good morning, uh, uh, Pastor Barnett, Brother Leon, and, and uh, your honorable radio listening order. Uh, peace, peace, yes, everyone. Good morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Good to speak your voice, sir. Uh, giving all praise to the Almighty. Uh, we're having a, uh, uh, a Juneteenth celebration, uh, celebration at the uh, downtown Palace Public Library today from 12 to 4. Uh, a panel discussion, and we talk about some of the same issues you all have on the radio station today. It's free. Uh, it's on the sixth floor, so it's someone to uh, 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 come out and and, and celebrate the nineteenth of June. We had fifteen fifty Young Street at the downtown Dallas Public Library. Would you Would you give that place again? Uh, give it out again. Okay, it's uh, Dallas Public. Library downtown Dallas at fifteen fifteen Young Street, and we're the public the library. All right, yes. okay, across from City Hall. From across from City wow. Hall, yes. It's from twelve to four. We have food available, and uh, we have uh, we're going to have a nice discussion there. Uh, old and young, rich and poor, uh, Muslim, Christian, Jews, anyone that's listed that want to come down, and you're welcome to uh, participate. Oh, okay, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for thank you for that announcement. Thank yes, you. sir. Thank you. God bless us all. Have a great day. Okay. Thank you. All right. That clears the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Odd. Who we have? Reverend Wright is on the line three. Reverend Wright. All right. All right. Is he there? Yeah. Good morning, Good morning Dr. Young. You doing all right this morning? I'm mad this morning. <laughs> well, I, I know it. I'm going to comment on your I mean, madness. And I'm gonna, you, you and I'm going to ask you some quick questions. I'm, I'm going to try to draft through all of them. First of all, with your educational thing, Leon, don't we have people that look like us on the DISD board? Why aren't they encouraging kids to take advantage of this? Uh, you know, that's an excellent question, which... I, I really did not consider and have you talked to the city councilmen that they should be doing the same thing it's about our people and, and what pastors upset about and I want to say this until we come together as a people we're going to continue to struggle like we're struggling and actions speak much louder than words just talking about it is not going to solve anything we got to start being about it now with, with uh, I didn't hear what uh, the, the brother was talking about they wanted to try to celebrate Juneteenth, but as you know, we did this for generations here in Texas, and what would really celebrate Juneteenth is they gave us our 40 acres in a Corvette, our Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> they, owe us, 
That's what it was. I thought it was recent, but I didn't know exactly. Yeah. No, President Barack Obama did that because the gays voted him in. And so he felt like paying them. That was his payback to them. And that was to kill two birds, one stone. Eliminate Juneteenth. And for us, it's been celebrated. And I know if you're from Texas, you know, we celebrate this thing for generations, which I feel like, why would I want to celebrate? I should have been free three years ago. But with that being said, that we still have always done it. We still have always done it. But uh, I just want to... I just want to know why we haven't done anything, and 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 you mentioned about the Democrats. The Democrats don't care about you. Me and me and Reverend Barnett started our own party, and we picked the crest because both parties are victimizers. But I want to let you know, <laughs> yes. Pastor. I want to let you know, Pastor. On Juneteenth, I will be in Washington D.C. in the Capitol, and we're doing a press conference. And I've been telling you, I've done the show. You, you, you were in Washington. Weren't you I in Washington yesterday or day before yesterday? Washington, D.C. No, we're going to head out for Juneteenth. And we're, well, I'm going to head out today. But we're going to be there for June, well, tomorrow after we do in the room. But we're going to head out and expose how we are being treated medically. And see, they might be shooting us at the door like they did. Unfortunately, they did it, but they've been killing us medically for the last 18 years, especially for all those who have loved ones that were on the, uh, that were diabetic and was on dialysis, and we're getting ready to expose. And when I say expose, but I mean we supposed to educate people, let them know what they've been doing to those people, and that's been experiment and treating them any kind of way. Mm. And of course, the yeah. person that owns that Davida is making fifty billion dollars. Oh, and the majority wow. of those people are black and minorities. And the United States treats black and minorities with dialysis, with diabetes, with diabetes and dialysis worse than any other country in the United States. And we got all the documents to prove it. So we're going to ask to meet with Warren Buffett as well as your president of the United States. And this has to stop because that's, they don't have, nobody has control over them. They can do what they okay, want to So if, if are you, you want to meet with, are you going to meet with your Congress people? We're going to, we're going to uh, meet with the Congress people L- later on in the month. We, we the, the, what are they called? The, the uh, whistleblowers. Whistleblowers have asked us to have a committee, and we're going to meet with the Congress and share with them what has been going on, and we're going to demand that the, the Vita falls upon a guideline where we can monitor how blacks are being treated, and we're going to have a representative in 50 states. Okay. That sounds great. Well, now... Your new congressperson that uh, took uh, Eddie Bernice Johnson's place, I've I've heard her and uh, talked with her. Boy, she's good. She she would be a good person for y'all to 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 be with y'all to get her on your. Uh, she'd be on your side. I can guarantee you that. Boy, well, once we close the path, this, this is, this is fantastic. Real, you put you putting together. This is really yeah, nice. Once we expose and educate, of course, a lot of people, my hard prayers go out to them, are going to be thinking, man, that could have happened to my mother and my father because they created blacklists and things of that nature. And so our people, they're being infected because they're being shot wrong. They're having heart problems, brain problems. And some blacks, and I, I, told, you, show, I told you people on the show this, they were being shipped out 60 and 70 miles to get dialysis because nobody in the city wanted to deal with them because they were complaining about how they were being treated. Mm. And we had one um, black guy in Philadelphia 
We had one in Philadelphia that was driving 90 miles. And, you know, those people that own dialysis had to go three times a week. And this boy had a job. And he was saying, Ref, I'm going to lose my job, man. I can't keep going out of town. And so when we called him, uh, the young lady that's with me, Arlene Mullen, she called him. They were very disrespectful. Well, then, you know, I got on there and told her head off and hung up the phone. She called me back five days later, mm-hmm. She was crying. And I said, what's the matter? She said, Reb, I said, what is it? She said, they let him come back in the city. And I said, well, that's good, but you sound like you're crying, baby. What's going on? She said, guess what? I said, what? They gave him a kidney. That's so good. why is it that wow. we got to we get kidney? Man. We die every day. Where are our body parts going? You know, that's they created the medical board, Pastor. So when we die, they immediately take everything out of our bodies and told them undertakers and the market and all these uh, funeral home people, shut your mouth. You can charge what you want to charge. That's why That's why they making all the money and they keeping their mouth closed. But I accidentally walked into one of the funeral homes and they had a body split wide open. Wasn't nothing in it. And they said, we ain't donated nothing. Well, now, so, so we'll be doing that. We're going to be doing that Monday. In Washington, D.C., I'm going to hold a press conference. I'm going to keep those speakers. And I'm just going to expose how we've been treated medically. And I believe I heard you say you want them to be doctors. I, you know, in, down here in Texas, we have less black doctors than any state in the United States. And there are more of everybody than there is us. So how can we can have black doctors and we help create this little country? Exactly. Yeah. Well, now, they had you on national radio yesterday. Yes, sir. Did you hear? Yes, sir. Well, you know, they had a forum, and you spoke on this forum yes, on national radio. Yeah, ABC. Oh, so you got a chance to hear it? Huh? Good. I said, you got yeah. a chance to hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, and I was telling the young lady, I was going to tell the young lady, I said, you the voice of the people. She said, she's the voice of the people. <laughs> I said, no, brother, I'm that's the voice of the people. the voice of the people. But yes, we well, did it just to yeah. let everybody yeah, know but, what's getting ready to happen. But you turned it out. A lot of them words, and until we come together as a people and not just talk about it and be about it, we're going to continue to be slaves. And I'm not talking about cotton picking slaves. I'm talking about institutional slavery. Hmm. We might have been bred all picking cotton. And God bless you. And uh, like I said, we will be in Washington to let everybody know what is going on with us medically. And that's sad because we're still going through what we're going through. And as far as with the young kids, and you're right about that. But back in the day when Channel 8 showed that it's 10 o'clock, do you know where your kids are? There was a mm-hmm. thing called parents in the house. <laughs> now that's, that's yeah. we're reaping what we sowed. Now there's no parents. There's just a parent. And some of us have done good, but it takes a man to teach a boy how to be a man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So good. So good. We thank we thank you. We thank you, preacher. Thank, thank you, Doctor, and I'll get with you. All right. Okay. Oh. All right. Nine seven two six zero seven one eight nine three. Uh who do we have here? Uh, we have Darren Reagan on uh, line four. Darren Reagan? Yes. Okay, bring him on. All right, he's on line four. All Good right. morning. Good, Good morning. morning. How you doing, Reverend? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, man. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. Uh, I uh, want. I want to. I want to thank you and your staff for the fine work you're uh, doing. You continue to do. 
and uh, we just we just blessed to have you uh, working out here still in the vineyard. But uh, uh, oh, thank you, thank you. You 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 uh you recall that uh, you and I and uh, discussed this matter of the uh, June the Southern Dallas Juneteenth. Uh, music and art festival last year. Yeah. And, uh, That's uh, right. Yeah, we talked about it last year and uh, mm-hmm. I shared with you I shared with you the uh the uh obstacle the uh institutional obstacles uh regarding BISD. And so uh I just wanna be uh clear. First of all we thank you for your vision for uh, the uh, Joe, the uh, the Jesse Owens complex out there. And that's oh, thank really you. Not to be that that's not to be really just overlooked or just slighted and and not really dealt with in the fashion as it should be and as it's been done in, in, uh, with other with other renaming and naming of, of uh, BIC and other city city facilities. Now, uh, you, it, it was your, and I recall, because I was, I was involved uh, uh, with mm-hmm. some of the community activism and input, but uh, uh, you were the driving, single most driving force of making sure that we had a complete and competitive type athletic uh, complex out here in Southern Dallas. We had to go, we had to go to low trail houses and places like that, man, when we had a overcapacity crowd and had made the mm-hmm. So, so uh, through your vision, this, this uh, complex came about. And, 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 and I want to be clear that I don't uh, it, 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 we deal with facts. The issue here is more uh, than just individuals. It's not. I mean, this, this is this is humongous, and it's, uh, and uh, that's how it ought to be dealt with. It's a fact that you single-handedly uh, pro- uh, had the vision, and you proposed, and you worked diligently to make sure that this project came about. The joke. The, the Jesse Owens Athletic Complex, which encompasses the football field, the uh, the uh, Ellis Davis Field House, everything that's uh, there at that complex at I twenty and Pope. So thank you very much for thank all you've done, and I wanted to be real clear. Thank on you, that thank you, because because you have not been recognized as you properly should be, and. Uh, I am uh, proposing, as I shared with you all the other day, that we start an online petition to have uh, this reconsideration of renaming of that project because your name ought to be engraved into the the historical document uh, relates to that complex. So, absolutely, uh, uh, I I. I am proposing and we're going to work on this to get this petition before the school board and before the trustee whose district it is. 
located in. Now, uh, so it's high time that we get this done. We have schools, we have uh, uh, football fields, we have locker rooms, and everything being renamed and dedicated in the names of persons who made major contribution to the city and the DIC in particular. And your mm -hmm. contribution should not be overlooked or minimized. And it would be a shame for us as black folks to allow that to happen when we've had black people such as yourself who have been instrumental in, in uh, making this uh, project, this humongous project, a, which is a bond-funded, a publicly-funded athletic complex. So yeah. I wanted to, just by way of introduction, uh, say that to your listening audience, and you and I have discussed it, and those who uh, uh, who share with with us uh, have made this known over the years. So uh, we look forward to working with you to make sure that this is uh, done and that uh, we get the support of the trustee, George uh, uh, Foreman, who is a dear friend. I love her to death. That's, that's everybody knows. Uh, who know me know how I feel about Josh. Josh has made a major contribution uh, and continue to do so within a district and on the DISD in, in a particular. Uh, so, yeah. however, in the mm -hmm. matter of this, uh, what we have approached, and you know, I understand the politics and the political process, and so before you even make a proposal, for anything, you want to talk with the person whose district that is in and who is the, 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 the court person. And so uh, this matter of the uh, Juneteenth celebration of last year, we, uh, my uh, business, one of my longtime business uh, partners, Ken Carter, with uh, President of Focus Communication, everybody in Dallas and abroad know Ken Carter. And uh, mm -hmm. that's right. We that's right. we we put together uh, a proposal that would uh, really highlight and and uh, the uh, Juneteenth celebration in Southern Dallas and, uh, and Southern Dallas County in particular. So mm -hmm. so we uh, 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 approach. I called. My dear friend and uh, uh, the trustee foreman about this project back in uh, uh, well month probably back in February of 2022, well in advance. And so I wanted to run this by her. And so let me let me interrupt you for a second, and we'll bring you right, right back him, after this short break. Put, okay, that'd be fine. Uh, yeah. Put him, put him on hold. Yes. We'll come back with him. Yes, yes. Right, He's an old. Can, uh, can you wait, Carl? Darren? Yeah, I can wait. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah, put you on hold. Yes. Come, come back with you. He's on hold. Right. We'll be right yeah, back. I'm, I'm, I'm with you for the duration, Doc. Whatever you need me to do. All right. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Here we go. Well, it's time. 
Okay, now we're back at the 8.26 half hour. And let's go back to uh, our caller and Reverend Barnett. That's uh, Reverend Darren Reagan. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Preaching. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, go I mean, right yeah. Uh, and, and, and again, I want to make it clear that uh, this is not about bashing anybody. Uh, this is about fact. And we now want to elevate this issue and encourage uh, our input and contact with uh, with uh, our dear friend. This just happened to be on the wrong side of the issue. And listen, we're going to continue to work. She's done a marvelous job in a district mm-hmm. just on the wrong side of this. And I'm elevating the purpose of this call and your uh, it's your invitation is to elevate the discussion and the need for the for the district as a whole to be more receptive and engaged and supportive of these type of external requests from external organizations outside of the EIST. This mm-hmm. is not but these complexes are not uh, these are publicly funded. Uh, facility, mm-hmm. and there are rules and regulations within the board policy as to how you approach and request the use of these facilities. Now, I have everything that I'm saying and sharing with you all this morning is a public record. Uh, we've had to, because of the consistent uh, uh, obstruction to bringing something of this nature and magnitude the inaugural Southern Dallas County Juneteenth Arts and Music Festival that would have provided a wholesome family type entertainment right. art art displays and, and musical uh, groups such as and this is an adult uh, family type oriented but this wasn't nothing like a hip hop or or uh, uh, Party, you know, just 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 out there with the hip hop. This was this is designed to be a family oriented, wholesome entertainment piece where we would have African American vendors, food vendors, trucks outside, or uh, African American art display inside, inclusive of some of the local high schools uh, such as Carter. Kimball, Stock, Roosevelt, Townsend, and others displaying their, their, having their art department, drama department participating in a day long, a day long affair that would begin from 12, 12 noon and would continue through to like uh, 9 p.m. at and inside the Ellis David, uh, uh, basketball complex inside, not outside where you be be uh, uh, exposed to extreme heat conditions, but <laughs> inside. And we would have food vendors out where people could just come all day long in and out and enjoy uh, the drama, the festival. We had we had uh, bands, live bands such as Natural Change. <laughs> Uh, Paul Rollins is a good friend. 
Don Diego, who we uh, who I grew up with, and and uh, and everybody knows Don Diego. Uh, we came out of junior high together. We had uh, soul for sound, fingerprint, uh, uh, the groove mm-hmm. out of uh, Shreveport. But this uh-huh. design it is designed to have a Juneteenth. Uh, commemorative and celebration here in our neighborhood. We don't. We shouldn't have to go out to Duncanville, the Soda, uh, Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Of course, they would be invited. We shouldn't have to go uh, uh, all across when the majority population of African Americans live in Southern Dallas, in the city limits of Southern Dallas. And this this is a publicly funded the uh, Dallas. ISD facility, and uh, just trust me, I've done the the, the leg work on this. We got we got the uh, district's own public information request, uh, information request support, and contradicted every opposition. Reverend, you hear mm-hmm. every opposition to yeah. this project, and what's so mind boggling. To me, was that these were not white people on the other side that were denying and creating obstacles, moving the goalposts. These were uh, people of color. We had two Mexicans. The, the superintendent was in uh, uh, was engaged, and we had we had uh, Orlando Alameda, who's over the uh, uh, the property rental of the facility. The other folks were, were, and you know, and I'm, I'm, I ain't got no, no bones to pick with folks. Personally, it's a bigger issue. So we had, and of course, I talked, I, I talked with my trustee, my dear good friend John, and unfortunately, she's on the wrong side, and we didn't get her personal support. And you know how this works. If you get the personal support of that particular district person, the 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 uh, trustee or city councilman, the likelihood is that the thing is going to work fast. Now I understand her initial response to me last year was that it, uh, she was afraid that there would be some type of. Uh, uh, Outburst uh, and, and you know, with all of what was going on last year, uh, and the city had to come up with these new rules and regulations. I, I understood that, but I impressed on her that this was not a teenage hip hop type of event. And it's in life, it's part of the record, but I didn't get her, unfortunately, she did not support it. But whatever Are you saying this was a family event? It was a more of a family and wholesome family type of event. You have we 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 would we wanted the the, the local high schools and the alumni associations of these high schools to be a part of it. But the first step is that we got to get through the bureaucracy. And at every point, when I say every point, and we had uh, from last year, they just just uh, didn't even give it any consideration. Now, I wanted to interject something. Uh, yeah. You just mentioned something about the fear of 
something uh how can I say it unfortunate happening at the event that in this day and time you can't not have anything because you're afraid something's going to happen because it's you know when they had the gay pride festival downtown they had it and you know so so this is the day and time we live in you can't let fear the biggest fear is fear itself as Roosevelt says so you can't just uh, mischaracterize and predetermine that something bad is going to happen at an event you right, you have to right. prepare properly with security and then you have to move forward because if you if you don't you'd never have anything well they have what they want to have but the DIC have yes. all the time they had they had uh, uh, parades and you know South is my alma mater we had thousands of people lining the street and the campus and they only had five and this is the fact they only had five DSD officers assigned to that mm-hmm. but now when we when when our prop, uh, proposal went in for approximately 3,000 people for the entire uh, day-long event was our estimate. We uh, were told by uh, Jerry Cockrell, who's African-American assistant chief, and we were told by John Lawson, who's the chief, the IC police, that we needed 30 officers. Now, that's just ridiculous. There have not been 30 officers at any particular event no. at, DIC, at any DIC facility. This is what black folk talk, who who came after you, uh, uh, Reverend Barnett, this vision to put this out there. These are folk who have who have benefited directly as a as directly from this vision that you've had to have this facility place. And I hope that one day we can get to the point where and get past all this, this other bureaucracy to have this thing renamed in your honor. But these are folks, black folk, who resoundingly put up and, and consistently put up roadblocks from we need 30 officers. Well, I put in public information request to see how many officers were assigned at, at, at similar situated events from the exception, inception of this uh, Joe uh, uh, this uh, Jesse Owens complex. And there have never been, even when you had the battle of the fans and you had all this going on, they never had a study officer. Matter of fact, I got the document in his show, 12 officers. At the battle of the fans that went on all day long. And then mm-hmm. at Kimball House, the same thing. I was there at the and they had eight officers. So what I'm saying is that we've had consistent blocks from African-American leaders within the district who have fought and denied, moved the goalposts at every, at every junction when we, with our, and, and, and we had, we, we had even the policy said that if you can't get enough DIC officers, then any like peace, uh, 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 peace officer, certified peace officer, could work the event. Mm. We were told that we submitted the request on 
February the 15th. I want to buy February the 15th. The next day, they denied it. All of Alameda denied it. And with the input of two African-American police officers and the people who assigned agents, these folks said, hey, don't nobody want to work. No officers want to work. Well, we come to later find out that they had not asked about it. And before we, we uh, mm-hmm. put the proposal together, I mm-hmm. already spoken with DIC athletic folks who had assembled uh, uh, 10 people who were ready to work the event from staff perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we were lied to and said one day after the submission of this thing that nobody wanted to work. Police officers, not staff, not Notwithstanding the fact that I already had 10 names of staff who were ready to work. And then mm-hmm. we come, mm-hmm. we, we have Zoom meetings with these folks, and, and which included uh, our dear friend and soccer alumni, a longtime DSD lawyer soldier, uh, uh, Leslie Williams, who I love to death. We had, we had Jerry Cocker, the sister. Chief of Police for DIG. We had John Lossie. We had, <laughs> you know, the senior folks involved. Uh, Fred White, who's over the facility. And every last one of these folks put up obstacles along the way that were con- contradicting. Every obstacle that they put up was contradicted by their own record of who worked, how many worked, how long it lasted, how many people. So that, that is a wasteful misuse and abuse of taxpayers' money for the operations and access, rather, and operations of these athletic complexes and facilities. Now, mm-hmm. it just That's blows true. my mind, and it really angers me when I look on the news and I see everything that's happening related to Juneteenth happens on in Duncanville. Nowhere in the southern sector of Dallas where, the, where predominant African-Americans live and reside. And I did not get the support, unfortunately, from our dear friends. So we want to elevate this conversation, discussion, encourage folks to engage, talk to our dear friends, Sister Farmer, talk to uh, uh, the other relevant folks, the superintendents. And, as, and I, I would say this, because, you know, the normal approach is that you want to sit down and talk with people, try to talk with them. And they call us out to the to the district headquarter. We sit down and talk with uh, Miss Alizada, and they'll talk you to death. And they will just just treat you. They will spin you. And I'm too old at this point in my life to sit down and waste time with folks like this. But what we're gonna do as a direct result of this type of obstruction, this type of waste, this we're uh, beginning in July. Our justice, uh, our justice strike team. We're going to uh, take direct action 
uh, uh, tried and true methods historically to to deal with these types of issues. This talking, not getting it done. We were not given any logical reason. In this public record, we were not given any logical reason why this denial or rejection, consistent rejection from black people, people of color that we've had to deal with. This is not the sad Peter days uh, of old. Y'all remember that? This mm-hmm. is a new generation. You sure? Yeah, this is a new generation. And and a new generation of black people who have benefited from the work of folk like Dr. Yvonne Yudel, Kathleen Gillum, uh, 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 Judge Thomas Jones, and, and other black folks that have served on the board uh, back in the day where we had to fight picket protests. Uh, I'm young preacher, let me ask you something. I, yes, sir. 2023 is too late. Are you looking at 2024? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're gonna, we're gonna, okay, we're up against a short break right now. And okay. y'all, and uh, we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right Here we go. All right, we're back. And before we get back to the callers, Rem Barnett, I wanted you to mention your Sunday church service. Oh, yes. Tomorrow morning, 10, 10 a.m. I haven't enjoyed church. We are having, we are praising the Lord and just worshiping and having a good time. Um, church, well, church information is this show. But that is our service tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Everybody, everybody is invited to listen. Everybody to be able to stream with us. It's on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. Facebook, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Hope to see all of you in service with us tomorrow morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right? All right. Uh, Now... We've got 15 minutes left, so we want to kind of move something along here. Uh, okay. Uh, Mr. Reagan, you said you're going to be working on uh, 2024. So we want you to keep us uh, aware of what the progress is, of what you, how things are moving forward. So next year we will be able to say, yes, we got things resolved. And uh, we, you know, we're going to look forward to having this festival. In addition to having right. that center named after Reverend Barnett, absolutely. That uh, that those are two those are two of our primary uh, uh, initiatives. We don't we don't just start something and go away, and we don't uh, we we would hope that no folk would recognize and don't break line and try to uh, try to exploit this matter and skip and leapfrog and get. We're going to work directly with uh, Reverend Barnett. He is he is slated as one of our co-chairpersons for this event because of his mm-hmm. major contribution uh, to this community. And we're going mm-hmm. to hopefully at some point between now and then uh, make progress and have, uh, if not the entire complex, 
a major and significant portion of that complex renamed, rightfully so, uh, in in honor of, of uh, Reverend Barnett. All right. And, and I just I, I just want to say this is not this, this is I, I I'm not going I'm I'm just elevating the conversation. We're going to continue to have a conversation with my good friend George. Uh, and you got one minute to wrap it up. Yes, sir. We're going to continue that. And uh, hopefully they come to the, uh, you know, come and see the light. And we all put together a nice celebration for people living in Southern Dallas uh, in particular. I thank you for your for your time. I thank you, Reverend Barnett. And, you know, I will see you you can always call anytime. You know that. You can always yes, call. Sir. You got that. Okay. Okay. Thank you all so very much for having You're quite welcome. We're right. glad to Thank have you. you. Thank you very much. Very much. All right, Reverend Barnett, before we get to the next caller, since we've got only about 12 minutes left, I wanted to bring in something and get your comments on this. Uh, this state government is looking a little chaotic there. Uh, you got the, the lieutenant governor saying he won't do what the governor says. The governor says he won't do what the lieutenant governor says. The attorney general is on and is trying to get impeached. Uh, can you talk about that for a few minutes while we still have this time left? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go quickly and just say something. I have been talking about these rascals. <laughs> and that's what they are. These are some rascals. I've been talking about them all year. Telling you, we have the worst state uh, uh, governors of any of the 50 states. Hmm. This is Alabama, Mississippi, 1950 and 40 on back here in year 2023. They are backward. They're doing things. And there are things that are happening that, why did you think that grid you let it get hot enough. You got these people go stupid enough to find out. That grid ain't sick. <laughs> these are just downright rough. Now, but see, one thing one thing about sin and wrongdoing, it ends up destroying itself. They're, see, that money's so good, they're all fighting over it now. Oh. Oh, That's what happens. God. Anytime you catch a situation like this, just follow the money. See where it's going. See who's doing it. And see, oh Hot Wheels, he he's he's on top of a lot of this myth. He's he's on top of it. So Hot Wheels and the the lieutenant governor and all and see one person you have to really watch in all of this who really controls the money the most powerful office in Texas is that railroad commissioner. Mm. Oh boy. He is powerful. I don't have time to explain his job and everything because we push for time. But these rascals now, they're so crooked they all fighting against each other now. <laughs> they all want to cut each other's stuff. And you know Barnett, these we, have some more callers on. we got one more caller and I wanted to quickly get this in. Uh you know, you're not gonna get a property tax cut if they don't get this together. So let's go to the callers. <laughs> hey, you better you better watch that you better watch that property uh, tax. And then it comes to the Republicans, they're doing it. 
And any time they're going to give you a cut on something, you better watch because it might be your throat. <laughs> hey, watch them. Watch them. Watch them closely. Who do we have, hey, Pierre? Reverend, Reverend uh, the Honorable uh, Carolyn uh, King is uh, trying to call in. She's a very good, dear friend of ours. Oh, we're trying right. to get her on. Uh, if we get you off, we get her on. Uh, <laughs> She's trying to, she's trying to get off. Okay, we got it, we got it, we got this. Yes. Good, good. Is she on the line? I love her. No, we have Mike on line three. I bring him out. Mike, yeah. But tell him, the map on him is trying to call in. All right, bring Mike on. We'll keep him on. All right. Uh, Mike is on the line three. Uh, uh, Mini quickly, quickly, Mike, uh, so, we, so we can get uh, the mayor pro Tim in here, if you don't mind. Well, Jim, uh, well, Joppy and Joppa, Joppy, they got a celebration today from 11 to 4. Good. And one last thing, that college, uh, is it any way to give the name to that free educational college in what state? No, they, they have to call the number, and I'll talk to them. Oh, so you can't get a name? To Absolutely not. Phone. Absolutely not. Call the phone number. This is college-level thinking. The instruction is call the phone number, and then I will explain to you. How about that? Okay. All right. Maybe some top-secret stuff, okay? No, no, nope. <laughs> All right, do we All have right. the councilwoman on now? Uh, no, she's not on. Okay, uh, okay, I, I, I see her call, so on? I will. Uh, I will pick up the call right now. Hold on, just a second. Let's see what he got. Hello, Dave. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Councilwoman, the Mayor Pro Tem. How you doing? Well, I was just going to be brief. I've been calling since seven thirty-five. Oh, it's tight now. Um, it's <laughs> okay. Well, well now, hold on. Right uh, now. Uh, you brought you the one introduced that flag yesterday, weren't you? Hello. Is she there? Oh yes. No, yes. yes. I had a series. Yes, we did. I I finally had to just you know go ahead and get because uh, I kept wondering you know like when they gonna do what need to be done. So I went ahead and just gave a directive to staff uh, to start the process, and it's a process we had to go before an equity exclusion committee um, and uh, staff it. Um, Chairman Thomas is on that committee, and so we got into that committee. We got that uh, quest to right. council, so we were able to get that done. But we had the flag, but it was always in City Hall, uh, plot in the in the hallway. But I do want to let you know we did work uh, with uh, Greg Ellis because I chose Greg Ellis because Greg has spent so much time trying to educate the community on Juneteenth and the history of before they came law with President Biden. And we also have mm -hmm. to remember, going back years ago, back in the 80s, you know, it was the work of Al Edwards out of Houston, that rep, that representative of Senator out of Houston, who really kept pushing. So it's been, mm -hmm. you know, staff, but we're grateful because staff got that through, and, you know, committee chairman doesn't have to accept it, but work at diversity and equity for inclusion, which is fair uh, Casey Thomas was the chair. We were able to get that through the committee with support and moved on to the council. So we had a great day yesterday. But I did want to speak on uh, events. We have events going on to the city about June 10th. 
So folks have to go online. Uh, Art, Park and Rec has plenty of of, of, of Juneteenth activities throughout the city. I've been to two. There have been two at Bethany Center since last week. I just did one Thursday. But let me just tie this up quickly by saying we need to support strongly the call. When we give a call for support. We need our folks to respond. I mean, we mm-hmm. just have to dealing with short-term rentals. Those folks have been united for almost four years fighting this cause. Absolutely. And they just, they momentum just kept growing. They didn't give up. They finally were able to get what we know to be true, a standard of protection established for single-family neighborhoods. Because what was happening is we were giving up our rights to the major corporations to come in, buy homes, and basically reserve many of these homes as party homes, which triggered more police, right. more code. Now, we know that there will be some opportunities in some of the multifamilies to have these uh, short-term rentals. We know there were some short-term rentals who were using it to help with their income. They would rent to maybe doctors coming in for a weekend or helping to support income. But, but most of our calls were because of the wild parties the drug activity, the prostitution activity, the homicide activity that was taking place in these homes. So I did want to want to mention that, but the momentum. So what I'm going to do today is this. I'm going to give a challenge to all the Greek societies, all the society, uh, whatever it is, the peace society, the weird black and proud society, homeowners group. I'm going to give a challenge to them to come together, give us a call, at 214 That's 214 I need 100 people to stay tight on this bond and budget conversation. We talked about a $5 billion uh, uh, oh. money that we own that we don't have a say in. That we could get folks to take oh, a commit. Oh. Commit to stay in here with the conversation, we could get more. But we talk loud and sometimes we say nothing. So all I'm asking, if you want to be a part of that coalition, there's no big eyes, little you's. We're talking about $5 billion of taxpayers' dollars, and then we have another $90 million that we had to fight for from DART that's going to be divided among our districts. We had to during near beg folks to get off their good foot and help us get this fight because we had one council member holding up money that was supposed to come to us from DART while she's up there talking about civil lighting in her district. We, we had $111 million coming from DART, and because she held it up with her What's project her name? and her position organized, her we lost $30 million. Probably care What's her name? Who, who, who was that? Who did you're, that? You're talking about up in C2, I think it's 12. That came out of care of members of the district. Probably care of members, yeah. Civil mm-hmm. And so All we right. lost, over the last year, we lost $30 million. And we were able uh, to get goodness. back, we were able to get back from 111 to 90 million. But it took Michael Barnes coming in from cause. It took several people coming in to negotiate to get it back. And then we spent almost two or three hours Wednesday trying to slow walk it again. I, tell you what, uh, I need uh, when I step up, I need help. I need help on those issues. We need help 
Because we come black folks don't stay together. We don't on those issues. We need black, white, and brown. Yes, ma'am, bro, Kim, we're completely out of time. We out of time. Call back next week, get it. And give us a rundown on this. Yeah, and tell that caller. That kind of money we're losing in our district. That's our tax dollars. Got to go. Got you. Okay, we'll see you on Wednesday at Breakfast Center at 6.30. And tell that caller that called in and we couldn't get to him to call back next week. And we'll be picking them up. So now we got Workers Beat.